0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the DaveCast TKO. For those of you that don't know, this is my MMA-based podcast only. Uh, I have the regular podcast, and I was talking about a lot of fight stuff on there, and I have a few listeners that don't care about MMA, don't want to listen to it. So I didn't want to bore them, so I started my own podcast. Most of you already know this stuff. But in case there's some new listeners or some people jumping right onto this podcast, this is the second of the DaveCast TKOs where I sit and I talk about just fighting, MMA, uh, a lot of UFC, Bellator, I when there's local fights going on, I love to talk about local fighters, try to get them some notoriety, and yeah, so when we're going to sit here, we're going to talk about some uh, some UFC fights this weekend, Bellator's got a card this weekend, and I'll do a few predictions for you guys, you guys know I hate predictions, but I'm going to do them, because it's kind of fun to see, you know, if I can pick winners or not, you know what I mean, and I feel like, with my MMA knowledge, I I do okay with the picks, you know what I mean, so... And I'm not gonna go back and be like, oh, I was wrong, I was wrong, I was right, you know what I mean? It just it's fun to try to pick to see who's gonna win because it is it's not easy. You know what I mean? Anything can happen in a fight, we all know that. And yeah, fights are pretty tough to pick. But I'm gonna give it my best shot, and you guys know I hate it. So <laughs> uh what else what was I gonna talk about, man? So before I go into breaking down the fights, just some MMA news. Joanna uh, uh, she's the ex strawweight champion. Rose Nama Yunez has now beat her twice in a row, and she's trying to say that after her fight in July with Tisha Torres, which is not an easy fight for her at all, uh, that she should be in line to get another shot at the title. Okay? I disagree. Joanna's <laughs> been beaten twice by Rose, so there's not even a rubber match to be made. I feel like she should win a couple more fights before they they even do a trilogy that, Jesus, doesn't even really need to happen. Um, a lot of people were riding Yoana's you know, bandwagon thing for a long time, and I was never really on it. Uh, I thought she was a one-dimensional stand-up fighter, and don't get me wrong, her stand-up is some of the best in the UFC, definitely the best amongst women fighters, but... She's so one-dimensional, and I don't know why people didn't see that. You can't be one-dimensional in MMA anymore. You're going to get taken down, and you're going to get beat up. Yeah, can you get lucky and knock a few people out and on the way to that? Yeah. But somebody eventually is going to come in, and they're going to take you down, and they're going to beat you up. And the thing is, is Rose didn't even have to take her down and beat her up. Rose beat her in the stand-up game, which was her game. You know what I mean? So... Not hating on Ioana at all. I love watching her fight. I think she's an explosive fighter, but she's not, it's not hard to figure out how to beat her. You you know what I mean? Yeah, taking somebody down in the cage, easier said than done, but, uh, and a lot of women fighters don't have the wrestling that most, some of the men have, or most of the men have, but still, like, just take her down and beat her up, you know, and I think that's what Tisha Torres is going to come in and do, and. Uh, Joanna can use her stand up uh, to keep it standing, she can win. But I think this hype train is just over. I think it's done. You know, I think Tisha Torres is going to beat her in July. Uh, so you know what I mean. You sit around here and like one dimensional fighters are just slowly disappearing, you know, and and she's one of them. Uh, she needs to work on her wrestling and her ground game. And I mean, sure, she does. Every fighter does. If you're in that at that level and you're not practicing jujitsu, wrestling, and grappling because you have an awesome stand-up, then you're wrong. You know what I mean? Like, don't work on your strengths. Work on your weaknesses, you know what I mean? Or work on your strengths so much that you you can dictate where the fight goes, which is wrestling, you know what I mean? So if you work on your wrestling and you can get so good at takedown defense that you can keep it standing, well, then good for you. But it's not easy to do in this day and age. There's a lot of good wrestlers and a lot of fights. I don't know what percentage of fights go to the ground, but a huge percentage of fights go to the ground if you're not ready to fight on the ground, then you probably shouldn't be in the UFC. You probably shouldn't be fighting MMA. You know what I mean? So she can go off and do kickboxing and other things like that. But honestly, I think the whole Joanna Joanna fight train is over, for real. Uh, I do really believe in uh, people have runs. Uh, So she had her run. She got her title. She was one of the best women fighters of all time. And now I think if she doesn't, you know, her game doesn't change, you know what I mean, to not just being a striker, she's not, it's over, you know what I mean, so, interesting to see what happens there, but you guys hear my opinion on it, not trying to hate on Ioana. Jin Jinjacek, I think she's an awesome fighter, but I think she's very one-dimensional for the era of MMA right now, that makes sense. Uh, Chad Mendez is making his return, I'm super excited about that, I'm a huge Chad Mendez fan, short, stocky, little badass wrestler with knockout power. Who couldn't be a fan of that, you know? And he faces Miles Jury, which Miles Jury is an awesome fighter, too, all around. Uh, not as good of a wrestler, but awesome stand-up. He's got good game good game on his off his back. He's got a good, uh, good jiu-jitsu. Uh, it's going to make for a pretty good fight. Uh, it be interesting to see what Chad Mendez does after being out for two years. He was on a two-year suspension. He popped positive for growth, growth hormones. Um, and I'm not going to go into you know whether I think fighters take uh, steroids or not. I'm sure a lot of them did before USADA, and I think USADA has helped clean the game up quite a bit. But I still think people slip through the cracks and find ways of using not necessarily not necessarily steroids, but other performance and enhan- performance enhancing drugs to help them get that edge. You know what I mean? And, huh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't even know when that fight is. Uh, I probably should have wrote that down, but. That's coming up, so keep an eye out for that one. Uh, what do we got going on this weekend? UFC 1, 124. Pff, already talking shit. Uh, UFC 224. Uh, it's Nunes versus Pennington. Uh, it's in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So on the main card, the first fight, two legends, Vitor Belfort and Leota Machida. Yes, I would call these guys legends. They've been around. Vitor's been around forever. leota has been around forever. And they've they've they put on some amazing fights for us. Uh... Both, speaking of steroids, I think we both have failed drug tests in the past. Uh, This fight is in Brazil, so I don't know if USADA is going to be as strict as they usually are. I know they go to Brazil and test people. uh, I don't know the exact rules and how they do it and, and whatnot, but both these guys have been known to use. And Vitor, everybody talks about Vitor and his steroid use. And when he's on it, he's a beast. And when he's not, he's not a beast. So... We'll see who shows up. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think it makes for a, a decent fight. It could be boring. They're both okay. So Vitor Belfort is definitely a counter striker, but a blitz fighter. So what that means is, as soon as you start throwing punches at him, he'll dodge the punches. He'll he'll counter. He'll counter them with his, own, his his punches. But when he does, he comes in with a blitz style. So he'll you know counter a left hook and he'll come in and hit you a bunch of times and get back out. Uh, Leota's almost the same way, except for Leota is way more of he's way more of a counter-strike and defense fighter, but you'll swing at him, he'll come in and hit you a couple times and then get out. And a lot of times he puts it he puts the punches right where he needs to put them. He's got really good accuracy. So Leota's he's got the chance to knock you out too. So it's kind of it's they're both counter-strikers, but in two different ways. You know what I mean? Like Vitor's got the whole blitz style where once he counter strikes and he sees that you're hurt, he won't stop hitting you until he finishes you. Uh, Leota, Leota, you know, he'll do the counter, the karate counter strike stuff where he's in and out really fast, and he rocks a lot of guys that way too. So, uh, has the makings to be a great fight, also has the makings to be a really boring fight if they both decide to just be counter strikers and play it really safe. And they're both on their way out. Um, this could be Leota's last fight, it could be Vitor's last fight, you never know. Uh, so I mean, they might play it safe to try to pull off a win, or they might know it's their last fight and come out and put on a hell of a show. So, Who knows what's going to happen with that, but I'm excited to watch it for sure. Two legends. When two legends always meet up, it's always fun. Uh, Next fight, you got John Lineker versus Brian Keller. Uh, I I believe Brian Keller was one of those Dana White find a fight guys or, yeah, to find a fight or find a fighter, the little side thing he did on YouTube, and I think it was on Fight Pass uh, to find a fighter or find me a fight. I don't even remember what it's called. I never even watched it. I didn't. Didn't get into it. Didn't really too care for too much of it. I'm not a big reality show guy. So Robin will watch a few reality shows and this and that. And I feel like they're really scripted. I feel like it's not reality if there's a fucking camera on you. You know what I mean? If you point a camera at me, I'm not going to act how I normally act. Trust me. It will be embarrassing. It will be weird. People would think way different of me. You know what I mean? So not that I really care what people think about me, honestly. But what I'm getting at is when a camera is pointed at you, people act different. So I'm the ultimate fighter or on other reality shows. I feel like they're so scripted. I feel like even when, when they're not scripted, people are trying to get attention. People aren't acting like themselves. You know what I'm saying? But I believe that's where Brian came from. Uh, really good wrestler. Uh, he's got decent stand-up. He's an all-around good fighter. You know what I mean? And that's what you got to be nowadays. Uh, he's on a 3-1. He's 3-1 in the UFC. Uh, he has a win over Hennon Burrell. Henan Burrell, if you don't remember, was a really... Big up and comer. He was a one forty five pound champ for a while. And he just fell off, man. He just can't he he got beat a couple times. He's, he just can't come back and win a fight to save his life. And Brian uh Brian beat him his last fight. Uh so he fights a tough uh tough guy in John Lineker, dude. John Lineker is so tough, man. He is uh out of his last eight fights he's only lost to DJ uh TJ, DJ, TJ Dillashaw. Which is no uh, no place to hang your head, man. Like TJ DJ is such an awesome wrestler, and he puts his stand up together really well. And he was taking John down at will, which isn't easy to do. John has really good takedown defense, and but he wants to stand and bang and knock you out. So this this fight is all going to be about Brian Keller trying to take John down, and it's not an easy task. So we'll see how good uh, we'll see how good Brian's wrestling is. Uh, if, if he can get it to the ground, he's got a chance of winning. If not, John Lineker is going to keep it standing and, and possibly knock him out and beat him up. Uh, I haven't seen too much of Brian's stand-up. He likes to take it down really quick. So we'll see how this fight goes. I got John Lineker winning uh, by second-round stoppage. So that's who I take in that fight. Flipping through my notes. If you guys hear my notes going off, I am Sorry. I am um, just, I, I think and I talk at the same time, and you know how that works for me. Uh, <laughs> I hope this doesn't come out really dry. Uh, I'm trying to, trying to talk about these guys. Like I know them. Mackenzie Dern versus Ashley Bobby Cooper, ABC Cooper. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, everybody knows she's a jujitsu expert. Uh, she definitely wants this fight on the ground for sure. Uh, her stand up doesn't look too bad, she's definitely been working on it. Uh, but her jiu is is totally her strength. Uh, Amanda Amanda Cooper she has really good pressure. She likes to kind of stay in your face. Uh, but if you're fighting somebody that wants to take you down and get it to the ground, that's not always the smartest the smartest strategy to do. So we'll see what happens. Uh, if if Mackenzie gets it to the ground, it's over. If if Amanda can keep it standing and, and put on some good stand up uh, a good stand up game, uh, I think I think she can win. But I think Mackenzie Dern is gonna get her to the ground and strangle her. So uh let's say that I think that's gonna happen in the first round. I don't think Amanda's gonna be able to fight her off uh, for an even whole round. And I think uh Mackenzie Dern gets her on the ground and strangles her. I'm not saying that because I am a jiu jitsu guy and I it's you know, it is what it is. If I really felt Amanda Cooper could keep it standing and beat her up, then, you know, I, I would I would definitely sway that way, but I don't think she can. I think Mackenzie's going to get her to the ground, and she's going to do her thing in jujitsu, and she's going to end it in the first round, and continue her undefeated MMA streak, which is pretty awesome. Uh, next fight, I'm pretty—I'm so excited for this fight: Jacare versus Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin's uh, been doing really good lately. He lost uh, two fights ago to, to to Weidman. It was a really good fight. Uh, Calvin boxed Weidman's face off a little bit and rocked him a couple times, but. Calvin's uh, not Calvin, but Weidman's wrestling pulled through and and got him. He got a submission in the fourth or fifth round, fourth round, I believe. But Calvin's boxing is no joke. And he is really he's usually pretty hard to take down. But uh, the rest the wrestling Weidman, like, took him down pretty easily. Uh, Jacare, everybody knows another amazing jujitsu guy, probably one of the best jujitsu guys in MMA right now. Uh, and he's had really good success. I've talked about this before, where you have these jiu-jitsu experts come over to MMA, and it's like a fifty-fifty thing if they can, if if they do good or not. You know what I mean? You see a bunch of guys will do great, and you'll see a bunch of guys do terrible. You know what I mean? Andre Galvao is one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world, still is. And in MMA, you know, he's like fifty-fifty in MMA. He comes over, and it's just with strikes and with all 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 the. The diff- there's all the different aspects when it comes to striking and jiu-jitsu and grappling that changes up the jiu-jitsu game so much that you can be the best in the world and transition over into MMA and not necessarily do that great. So I think Jacare has done an awesome job. I think he's one of the best jiu-jitsu guys to transition over to MMA. Uh, his hands, he's got really good power in his hands. He's got decent striking uh but once he gets you to the ground it's over you know and he's got decent takedowns he's not have like the wrestler explosive takedowns but he'll get you, he'll get a hold of you he'll drag you to the ground uh so if if calvin gets dra- gets taken down in this fight i think it's over i think uh jacaray strangles him submits him but if calvin can keep it on the feet and keep it standing and box and hit jacaray enough where it you know it. To start, knocking some of the jujitsu sense out of his head. You know what I mean? If, if you've ever heard that before, where you see a black belt in jujitsu, you know you hit him just right. Now he's a brown belt. You hit him again, and he's a purple belt. You kick him in the face. Now he's a brown. You know. Now he's a blue belt. You know. The more you can, the more damage you can do. All of a sudden, you know, you, you can start taking away some of that jujitsu game. You know what I mean? And but Jacare is a beast. Ugh, fuck! I don't even want to pick the winner of this fight. So I think Jacare is going to get it to the ground eventually, and I think he's going to submit Calvin Gaslam. Uh, honestly, I would like to see Calvin keep pushing forward and keep climbing the mountain. He's, he's, he's a really good fighter. He, his stand-up, his boxing is excellent. Uh, he's really calm in the cage, and huh, this is a good fight. I'm excited for this fight. But I got Jacare winning in the fourth round by submission. Kind of the same like Weidman did. I don't think Jacare is gonna take uh, Calvin down like like Weidman did, but I think he does get it to the ground, and I think Calvin's in trouble once it goes there. So that's my prediction on that one. And the I'm gonna cough here. Hold on. Ooh, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> so next fight. Where was I at here? Amanda Nunes. This is the main event versus Rachel Ra- Raquel. Rachel Raquel Pennington. Uh, Raquel Pennington's on a four-fight win streak. Uh, her last loss was to Holly Holm, which you can't hang your head about. Holly's one of the best females in the sport right now. Uh, Amanda Nunes is on a six-fight winning streak. Uh, her last loss was to Kat Zingano, and I know she wants to make, I know she wants to make that fight up and make it happen again, but I think Kat's had a couple losses on her record since then, so she hasn't, Kat hasn't built herself up to title, title contenders yet, so... Until then, Amanda won't get her rematch because I think Amanda's going to beat Raquel Pennington. I think Amanda Nunes is a beast. I think she's her striking is legit. She's not going to stop coming forward and hitting in the face. Uh, we haven't really seen too much of her ground game, but it's, it, it is legit as well. Uh, so I'm going Amanda Nunes. She's going to TKO stop her in the first round. That is my predictions. On the UFC card. If you don't like him, then you can go and fucking do your own podcast and predict fights. Because this shit is not easy. But I like that card. Uh, it's It's got a potential to having some really good fights on it. Uh, Vitor, Leoto. I don't pick the legend fights. I don't know who's going to win that one. Uh, I think I lean toward Vitor a little bit. But it all really depends. I don't know which which one of those guys is going to show up. Leoto hasn't performed like he has in the past. You know what I mean? So... That is the UFC card, and I'm going to stop talking about it. You know what I mean? I can sit here and just ramble, and it's just weird. I can go back and be like, well, oh, maybe I didn't cover this and that. And why I do that is because, and i got to try to get over it and just keep pushing forward, It's like I'll, once I move past a, to, a, a topic or I was talking about a certain fight I start talking about other fights, I start thinking about things I should have said about that fight. So I'll forget, and I'll want to go back and mention it. Sometimes it's better just to leave it unsaid and just press on. And then after I'll listen to the podcast, I'll be like, "Man, yeah, I really wish I'd have said that," you know. And and I don't, whatever. So this UFC card has the potential to be a really good card. So tune in, go to your fucking B dubs, go somewhere and watch it. Have some friends over and watch fights. Uh, yeah. So enjoy that card. Uh, what's up next? It's gonna be Bellator 199. It is the continuation of the heavyweight Grand Prix tournament that Bellator is currently putting on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they have a vacant heavyweight, so they put on a world grand prix, like a bracket type situation with some pretty big names. I think it was more to try to kind of get some notoriety. not notoriety. What did I said, worth so much. Uh, I think it's more for them to try to. They were trying to get some publicity out of the deal. Uh, they are. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people are tuning in to watch this heavyweight grand prix uh, with, with the names in it. How can you not? If you're a hardcore MMA fan, how can you not want to watch? Rampage, Sonnen, Fedor, Mir, Mitrio, Nelson, Bader, Kingmo. Like, every one of those guys is an epic, awesome fighter. Most of them are legends. Some pass their time, maybe, but who am I to say? Uh, so currently in the tournament, you have Shale Sonan beat Rampage, so it'll be him against Fedor next in the semifinals. Then you move to the other side of the bracket, uh, Matt Mitrione. He beat no, uh, Big big Country uh, by decision, pretty good fight. And you have Bader versus King Mo. That's what's happening this week. So the winner of Bader, King Mo is gonna have to fight Matt Mitrione. Uh some of these guys in here, like Shale Sonan is like underweight. Uh most of these guys never fight at heavyweight. Some of them haven't even fought at 205. So Shale Sonan, he's fought at 205, but he's like a 185-pounder. Uh Bader, he's done, I think, 205, I believe. He's where he's always fought at. Mo is a 205. So these guys moving up to heavyweight, I mean, it's cool they don't have to cut the weight, but they are going to be small. You know what I mean? And does size can help in a fight. Being smaller means you can be faster. But I feel like I wouldn't want to fight somebody that outweighs me by 20, 30 pounds. That would be that'd be no fun. Not at that level. You know what I'm getting at? Uh, so we'll get into Bader and King Mo here in a minute. Uh, like I said earlier, this Bellator fight card is nothing—nothing nothing to get too excited about. There's a couple fights on here that that could be pretty entertaining. Um, Carrington Banks—he is a out of the Black Zillions gym up and comer, seven and uh, O. Was a really good wrestler, turning out to be a pretty awesome fighter. He fights um, Adam Piccolotti or whatever. Uh, I don't I don't know much about Adam. He's nine and two. Uh has a chance of being a pretty decent fight. Aaron Pico, he's his uh Brendan Schaub on his fight podcast talked him up a whole bunch and then he lost his MMA pro debut to a decent fighter. Uh but he's come back now to win two. He's two and one. He's still one of the top prospects uh in Bellator right now that people are keeping their eye on. So keep an eye on him. Uh he's fighting Lee Morrison, he's nineteen and eight. He's on a four fight win streak, so uh, that has a chance of being a pretty pretty decent fight so keep your eyes on that one check Congo versus uh, Javierla uh, Javi's 10 and six he hasn't been around too long but he's been around a little bit you know what I mean he's he's fighting Czech Congo who I think is a legend Czech Congo has been around the UFC since I can remember and he's... He's 9-2 he's and two right now in Bellator. I didn't even realize that, so I looked it up, that he's fought 11 times in Bellator already since leaving the UFC. And he left the UFC quite a while ago. It just doesn't feel like it's been that long ago, you know. But since going over to Bellator, 9-2 and two is nothing to complain about. It's actually uh, a, a pretty de- – you know, that's a decent record, you know. And, and I think if, in, in, if Czech keeps fighting the way he's fighting – Gets a few wins under his belt. Maybe he can fight the uh, the winner of the, the heavyweight tournament. I'm not sure why he wasn't in the tournament. I thought he should have been, but he wasn't. So I'm not sure what the story behind him not being in it. Maybe he was injured at the time when it all came out. Uh, he, I'm sure he's uh what's it called, uh, an alternate. Like if somebody drops out, I'm sure he'd fill in in a heartbeat, you know. And and checks had some wars in his days. He's been around forever, like I said. Uh, I think he's going to pull off another win uh, against Javi Ayala. Uh, I just, I say, I'm just—I'll going to say it's going to go the distance. It'll be a decision win for Czech Congo. And if he keeps winning, I could see him having a, uh, a title shot in the future with Bellator. Uh, I mean, how can they deny it? You know what I mean? Like, like I said, he's on a five-fight win streak, 9-2 and two in Bellator. Uh, if he keeps winning, I think he should get a title fight. So Czech's been around forever. I've always been a fan of Czech Congo. He's always been fun to watch. Uh, I'm pretty excited about the next fight uh it's the return of John Fitch uh versus Paul Daly so you have a John Fitch uh a legend the wrestler uh known for his him just his style is known for grinding guys out and getting the win he's been called boring uh he's you know he's been called lame or whatever, but he comes out and he does what his game plan is, usually to take down the guy, grind him out, and win a decision or finish the guy, and he fights the guy in Paul Daly, who has crazy knockout powers. left hand is ridiculous, uh, Lorenz lark he knocked out Lorenz Larkin in their last fight, like, had him knocked out on their feet with a big left hook, and Lorenz Larkin is a badass Paul Daly's always been a badass. He's just always had controversy behind him with the UFC. And I believe it was the Nick Diaz fight. I think he tried to throw a punch at somebody after the fight, and then Dana White just cut him or whatever, you know. But it's okay for Conor McGregor to throw dollies at buses and injure people, and he doesn't get kicked out, you know. I'm sure Paul Daly's like, what the fuck, man? Uh, But Paul Daly is fighting. Uh, John Fitch and I'm excited about it. Uh, if John Fitch can get it to the ground grind out a win like he always does, you know what I mean I think he has a chance of finishing Paul Daly on the ground uh, but if he tries to stand with him he's gonna get knocked out and that's all there is to it. Uh, Paul Daly doesn't have doesn't have the uh, the cardio usually either so if, uh, John Fitch is usually known for his cardio he'll dra- he'll like I said he'll drag it out the entire fight and I don't think Paul Daly can hang with that so, John Finch gets it to the ground and grinds out. He gets the win. If Paul Daly lands a left hook, it's over. Uh, I'm going to put my money on Paul Daly on this one. I think John Finch is done. I don't think he's... uh, It's hard to say, man. I used to love John Finch. I used to feel like my fighting style was a lot like his. Come out, throw a few punches, set up a takedown, get it to the ground, and grind it out. Uh, In in the meantime, if you can get a TKO or you can get a submission, awesome. But, you know, not that he plays it safe. It's just his style and... I think Paul Daly's going to catch him and knock him out. So that's my prediction on that one. I might, it might be a crazy prediction, but I'm kind of going off the wall with it. Paul Daly by knockout. Let's, let's say in the first round. If Paul Daly don't get him in the first round, I don't think he can get him. So on to the main event. It is uh, a heavyweight Grand Prix match like I was talking about earlier. Uh, Ryan Bader versus King Mo. Uh, this has a chance of being a really good fight. They're both really good wrestlers. They both got knockout power, and they both got decent stand-up. Uh, where this fight goes and what's gonna happen, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the game plan of either of these guys, what they want to do. Uh, but it, like they're both very, very even. Uh, a lot of people are thinking that Ryan Bader is the dark horse of this tournament, and he could win it all. Uh, the winner of this fight has to fight Matt Mitrione, and Matt Mitrione's a big boy. He's skilled. He's very explosive, and he outweighs these guys by a lot. You know what I mean? And when skill and skill levels are pretty even, weight does make an advantage. You know, it does. Give the other person an advantage for sure. I wouldn't want to fight a middleweight. You imagine fighting somebody thirty pounds heavier. They're gonna hit harder than you. They're gonna weigh more, so they're gonna wear you. You know, you gotta you gotta weigh their weight. You know, wear their weight, and it's gonna wear you out, man. Like if I'm the bigger guy in a fight, man, I it's it is an advantage for sure. And if you don't think it is, then you're stupid. (laughs) Uh, But. I'm going to go with Ryan Bader. I think he's going to get the win. Uh, I'm just going to say decision. I'm not sure where, which which direction this is really going to go. I think it has a ch- potential to be a really good fight. But I think Ryan Bader is going to win a just a stand-up boxing match. Uh, it'll probably hit the ground a few times, but I'm sure whoever gets taken down will get back up. And I, I really do think it's just going to be a stand-up fight, uh, which means either one of these guys have a chance of being knocked out. They both throw with ill intent. Uh, King Mo is a powerhouse, Bader power, you know, and they're both, these guys are so evenly matched, it's, it's ridiculous, but like I said, uh, Ryan Bader by decision, and hopefully we get, a, we get a good fight out of the deal. So, that is all I got for Fight Talk. So, in closing, all I want to talk about now is, uh, last Wednesday I made it out to Map Fitness, uh, a whole bunch of the fighters were there, I missed them all, I haven't seen them in a while. Uh, Dre, Mana, Tupa, uh, Roman, uh, who else is there? Victor and his crew. Uh, it was good to get in there and see all those guys. And they are all excited to see me. Uh, they love to train with me. I love to train with them. And for the haters that were asking me, you know, should you be training with your neck? I did not train. I went in there. I did some coaching. I showed a little bit of technique, which didn't put my neck in any pressure stress or anything. So for those of you that see that I'm going to gyms and checking in or doing whatever, I am not training. I am just coaching and i love to coach i love to teach uh it's just one of my passions and i like to share my you know i have a lot of knowledge and i like to share it with uh with these up-and-comer fighters for real so uh tonight i got invited to go to forks fighters and do some more coaching and not gonna spar not gonna box just gonna go and hang out with a few guys i love the forks fighter guys i've talked about them in the last mma podcast and just love it I love to go there I love to be in the environment I wish I could train really really wish I could but uh someday maybe someday maybe not I don't know until until I get all my neck my neck injury figured out and get surgery and stuff I'm sidelined but I will definitely coach and I'll definitely teach um, for sure I love it so thank you guys for listening I really do appreciate it uh I can't thank you guys enough without you guys I'm just talking to myself so Love you guys. hope you enjoyed the MMA podcast. There should be, I'm going to try to get one of these out every Wednesday. If there's fights, if there's some good fights coming up that weekend, I definitely want to talk about them. I'm going to keep my eye on the local fight scene too. And maybe we can get some local fight talk in as well. And then eventually, hopefully I can get some fighters in here and we can have, I can have a fighter as a guest and we can talk about an upcoming fight of theirs. They can promote themselves and things like that. So that's stuff to look forward to on the Dave cast TKO. Appreciate you guys for listening. Later.